0: Hey guys, it's Brianna, and you are listening to Oh Brother, Your Favorite Big Brother Podcast, and today we are talking about episodes 15, 16, and 17 of season 21, and it is just me this week, but that is perfectly fine because it has been a week, so we have a lot to cover. And since I don't have a guest today, I would love to hear your thoughts and everything that I'm saying, so please tweet me at It's Me Brie Lee or find me on Instagram, wherever, the same handle everywhere, and use the hashtag #OBrotherPodcast, and we can talk about this episode. You can tell me if you agree with me, disagree with me, predictions, and all that jazz. So let me know what you think of this episode. So episode 14 left off with the HOH competition, and in episode 15, we pick back up again. I think at this point we had already seen in the episode we saw Nicole fall and Jessica fall. Jessica was the first, actually. So here we are picking up with episode 15, and we get a couple of flashbacks during the actual competition itself. One of which is Christy telling Nick that she wants to take a shot at Mickey because one, he's in a showman's, and also she believes that he talks to women poorly. He kind of talks down to them and treats them badly. Um, Unfortunately for Christy, Nick goes back to Mickey and tells him this. So this is kind of where we'll see the breakdown of the Six Alliance later on, but this is kind of where it begins, I feel like. Um, Because Nick brings this information to Mickey and Mickey is a little bit upset by it. But Christy is not the only one who doesn't like uh, Mickey for the way he speaks to him and Kat really wants Mickey out for the way that he speaks to her. Um, she feels like he's really disrespectful to her and she feels like she's been a good friend to him and all he's done is stab her in the back. Um, the funniest moment, I laughed so hard, she febrezed, so when they were in the have not room together, Kat and Mickey were both in the same room obviously because they are both have nots, she febrezes right after Jackson farts and he like freaked out. So this past week has been a
1: nightmare with Mickey. So I've had to share a room with him because we were both have-nots, and I've just had it with him. Why did you just fog me out with a breeze, dude? <laughs> because someone farted. Because yeah. I
0: did fart, someone dude.
1: Farted? No. Really it's like <laughs> oh like... <laughs> Are You
0: serious?
1: Big deal, sorry. Why are you mad at me for that? I didn't do anything. If I could go outside and fart, I would. I can't do anything about it.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, I don't know why you're mad. That made me laugh so much. So that is her main motive in this competition. Um, she basically said that her only goal with this competition was to beat Jackson. She didn't even care if she won it, she just wanted to last longer than him. So we get down to the last four in the competition. We have Kat, Holly, Jackson, and Annalise. I found Jackson to be way, way too cocky during this competition. He sort of was on the vines in such a way that he had like both his arms. Holding on and then he had his legs wrapped around the vines in a way that like it would be really hard for him to fall off Which is I think why he lasted for so long Um, But something if you don't watch the live feeds you wouldn't know he actually Decided to pee during the competition apparently he had to pee while he was up there and couldn't hold it so he decided you know what screw it. I'm just gonna pee and keep going Um, at first I was like okay that's kind of gross but also if I was up there and I really had to pee I'm not going to get down I'm not going to drop just because I have to pee so if it's going to come out it's going to come out you know what I mean so he pees but the best part about that is that when he falls because inevitably he does fall he falls in his own urine and lays there for quite a while I was kind of surprised that CBS didn't show that. I thought it would have been really funny for them to show in the episode, but they did not. So I just thought I would let you guys know. Pissy Pants McGee over there peed himself, and he played himself because he ended up falling in it in the end. Wanted to shout out a couple really good comebacks. Um, Annalise made a couple really good comebacks. She lost her hand grip for a time and she ended up getting it back. The women were really, really good in this competition. Um, Kat, she was so determined to outlast Mickey and she actually lost one of her stirrups, like one of her foot stirrups. And she managed to get it back and I actually think they only showed it once in the episode but I think she did that multiple times. Um, So that just shows how sort of determined she was not to let Jackson win it. There's also a moment where Jackson yells at jack because he doesn't want anyone to talk to him because he's like trying to focus or something jackson
1: if it means anything if you keep hanging out here long enough i mean by the time we're done you'll don't be able talk to me. eat don't talk to
0: which was a little bit which was a little bit much i don't really see how somebody talking to you and like encouraging you could really mess you up that much in a competition where you're literally just holding on and using strength I also thought it was really funny that he took off his goggles at a certain point, which I thought seemed really stupid, I don't know why he did that. And then he got slimed, so he got slime all in in his eyes, but honestly, he kind of deserved it. And then he fell. So The last three were the ladies up there, and Kat decides to drop because she outlasted Mickey, that's all she really cared about. Um, She makes a deal with Sis and Holly not to put her up, and then she drops. So, at this point, it's kind of like a Holly versus Sis situation. And Sis is trying to make deals with Holly. And Holly really did seem like she wanted to give Sis the HOH. But Mickey doesn't want Holly to come down. He continuously, during the entire competition, is telling her, No, don't drop, don't drop, stay up there, blah, blah, blah. And you can tell that Annalise is starting to get annoyed. Um, So, she kind of makes a comment like, Holly, you can do whatever you want.
1: I'm trying to get a conversation going with Holly about dropping, but Mickey over here keeps interrupting. Shut up, Mickey. I just really want that letter. I keep wanting to give it to you and then I... Holly, don't
0: budge. I'm not budging, I'm just thinking. No, keep on hanging in there. Holly, you do whatever you want. In the end, we do know that Sis falls and Holly wins the HOH, but this starts to put a little bit of distrust between Annalise and Jackson because Jackson was trying really hard to tell Holly to stay up there even though it shouldn't have mattered who won because they're both in the same alliance. There also was a punishment during this competition, um, the poison ivy chip, the poison ivy punishment. They had to pull a chip out of a box when they fell, fell down and what do you know, Christie and Tommy, the terrible two, end up with the punishment, which I honestly wasn't mad about. Um, I'm not the biggest fans of theirs, so I didn't really mind that they got a punishment. Oh my god, before they showed the HOH room tour of Holly's, which was kind of boring, there's really nothing to say about that, they showed Cliff handing out beers and, like, giving people sips of beers, which I thought was really, really funny. He was like, well, I had these left over from my HOH and I really wanted to make the house guests like me so like who's gonna vote out or who's gonna put up the guy who's handing out beers so I thought that was funny and actually like a kind of decent strategy when you think about it because a lot of the time you don't think about the fact that like realistically this house is like 10% game and 90% living with people so if you're the guy who's handing out beers or you have some kind of useful skill like you know how to cook or you're the one who was constantly cleaning or doing laundry they're going to want to keep you around for the sheer fact that like they enjoy you being there or you are somehow useful to them I think that was one of the reasons why they started to like David so much because apparently he was a pretty good cook so they were trying to keep him around because of that um Ovi with the cookies It's just like you want to make yourself somehow useful to the house because they're going to miss you. They're going to keep you over somebody else who maybe can't provide that skill or can't provide that entertainment factor. So Cliff being so generous and handing out his beers, I actually think means more than it might seem like it means in the Big Brother house. Then we get this really funny moment where Kat is talking to Cliff about conspiracy theories. They're by the pool. Um, and apparently Kat is a huge conspiracy theorist. Cliff. Mm. I want to get your thoughts.
1: The moon landing.
0: Yes?
1: What do you think? Do you think we did or do you think we didn't? I wouldn't say I'm a conspiracy expert. It's just, I, I'm obsessed. I know a whole lot of people who've worked for NASA. Yeah. And if there was a conspiracy, there's no way they would have kept it secret. But how is it that the flag is waving when there's it's, there's no gravity? I do think that the moon landing was a little suspect. Might have happened in a Hollywood studio. This is where the moon landing was filmed. <laughs> how is the flag waving? There is gravity on the moon. There's not as much, but there is gravity on the moon. Oh. <laughs> Cat loves conspiracy. I love. I live for conspiracy. It. Cat. Cat, tell me more conspiracy theories. I think Tupac's still alive. You think he is? Yeah. yeah. Really think he is? Uh huh. So where do you think he's living, like Mexico or something? I don't know. I feel like he could literally be like hiding in plain sight with a different name, and people right. don't even know. Right. A little, a different look. Yeah. Yeah. Just like shave his head, or you know, grow a longer beard. Avril Lavigne. Died and was replaced with a clone named Melissa. But I, I can't talk on camera about like the like JFK shooting because people would like literally come after me. Oh, aliens are totally real. My friends know somebody who knows people that know about UFOs. Oh, well, okay. Well, with that kind of reliable source, bring yeah. it on, girl. Area <laughs> <laughs> 51 has aliens. I don't think we should mess with the aliens, and I wouldn't like go in uninvited. There's like the human race, and then there's like other. I think it's like three or four other like forms of life i guess but that were the dumbest ones
0: the ones that she mentions are the moon landing um she doesn't think that that was real i think kat is actually a lot smarter than she lets on but she seems more like street smart than book smart if that makes sense like she's smart in her big brother gameplay but like with book smart types of things like knowing about the moon's gravity i think she's less intelligent in that way which isn't necessarily a bad thing I love the girl I think she's hilarious um she also believes that Tupac is still alive which I think is a theory that a lot of people believe in might be one I could get behind to be totally honest with you and then one of the craziest conspiracy theories which I actually have heard before is that Avril Lavigne is dead and she was replaced with a clone named Melissa I don't know the exact details of this conspiracy theory but I've seen stuff about this before I think maybe it has something to do with the Illuminati but I find it very very funny that Kat wholeheartedly believes that this is true um, she also mentions UFOs aliens in area 51 so I'm curious when she gets out of the house if she's gonna be one of those people storming area 51 I don't know if you guys heard about this tweet me if you have but apparently somebody made a Facebook event for during September, I think it is, um, where people are gonna storm Area 51. It was initially made as a joke. People said they wanted to see dem aliens and they're gonna Naruto run in there, which I think is like a really goofy um, anime character that has like a really funny run, like he puts his arms out behind him and runs. So people claim that they're gonna run into Area 51 to see what's back there they want to see the aliens Um, and initially I think it was made as a joke but apparently like a lot of people have RSVP'd saying that they're going and hotels in the area near where Area 51 is have started to book up for those dates so I'm curious what will happen Um, supposedly the military hasn't really said much about it but I do think they are armed and ready if anyone decides to show up, so if anybody has decided to go to Area 51, let me know, and if you do, can you please live stream? because I will not be risking my life to see some aliens, but I still want to be kept in the loop, gotta let me know what's going on over there. And do you guys think there are aliens at Area 51? I feel like there very well could be. I would not be surprised if there actually were aliens at Area 51. Because apparently a lot of people who supposedly say they've worked there before, like military people or government officials, have said, oh yeah, like there definitely were aliens there. Like We tested certain things on aliens and stuff. So I don't think it's as far-fetched as people make it out to be. I think there could very well be aliens there. A lot of people say it's just a military base and it's mostly weapons, but what if they're alien weapons? I mean, you guys have seen... Marvel movies. Superhero movies, right? They've always got some sort of alien weaponry going on. Maybe we have some. I mean, usually movies are based on real life, so maybe those superhero movies are a little more true than we ever did realize. But going back to Big Brother, I think it's really funny that Kat believes in all these conspiracy theories, and I will be curious to know if she decides to storm Area 51. So then Christy and Tommy find out about their poison ivy punishment. Um, Essentially, they are quarantined inside for four days, so they can't go outside, and they can't shower, which is pretty gross. Um, I don't really think this punishment is that bad, because I don't feel like it really affects your game all that much. Yeah, maybe it affects your mood a little bit. You feel kind of gross. Maybe people don't want to be around you because you might stink, like you might get a little sad because you can't go outside but otherwise I don't feel like it's that bad. Obviously they usually give you some sort of costume or something to wear so they had like these little skimpy outfits with poison ivy on them and then they had like body paint um, that looked sort of like itchy splotches or whatever but I don't think the punishment was as bad as it could have been. I wish it were worse to be totally honest with you. I wish it was a punishment that affected game more. So at this point I think Sam is getting really nervous that he is going up on the block just because of his association with Nick. Um, We know that Sam was very close with Nick and Bella especially because Nick and Bella were a part of the larger alliance when it was still together the eight person alliance and Sam was sort of that ninth person on the outskirts but he was always closest with Nick and Bella because Nick and Bella were sort of out out Ousted. I don't even know how you pronounce that word. From the alliance, um, Sam sort of got lumped in with them, so it's natural for Holly and Mickey, although they do like Sam, to target him. So Sam goes to Holly and Mickey, and he swears on his kids that he will not put up Holly and Mickey if they keep him safe. I don't really like it when people swear on their family members and things like that. I mean, we've seen people break those sort of bonds in the past but personally I don't think I would do that yeah maybe I would I would swear that I wasn't going to do something but I don't know if I would necessarily swear on someone's life I'm not really superstitious in that way but like I don't want that person to be at home watching and realizing that I'm like swearing on their life I don't know I think that's a little bit a little bit much especially if you're going to swear on your kids lives but I mean I think he was genuine I don't think he would have said it if he didn't didn't really mean it, I guess. And this is when Mickey tells Holly that it's really time for Christie to go. They've, people have been planting seeds of doubt for a while about Christie, and she's shown that she is not the most trustworthy player and probably is somebody that they need to get out of the six sooner than later. Um, But inevitably, Holly decides to go sort of with what the Alliance wants and what the overall house wants. Um, which is nominating Nick and Sam personally I think it was kind of a cop-out move Um, I don't think that it was the best move for her game we'll find out why a little bit later in this episode but yeah I don't necessarily think that nominating Sam and Nick was her best choice just because Sam and Nick don't really have anybody else so why wouldn't you target Christy now when she has a lot of people in the house hopefully For Holly, this isn't come back to bite her in the butt. This leads us into episode 16. This episode is sort of where things start to get a little bit crazy, but I think the majority of the drama happened between episodes 16 and 17. So basically, all of the chaos happened on Thursday night, the night of the live eviction, but we will get there. At the beginning of episode 16, Kat offers herself to Holly as a replacement nominee in the event that either Nick or Sam win the veto. And I still stand by my statement that you never, ever, 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 ever offer yourself up as a pawn. However, I think that you need to know the rule to break the rule, and I think that's what Kat did here. Um, She knows that she shouldn't probably not offer herself up as a replacement nominee but she's taking the risk because she believes that it will hide her relationship with Holly which i think is true and it will also show that she has some loyalty to the six shooters which i also think is true although Kat doesn't go home we know that it was a lot riskier of a move than i think she initially thought So was this the right move? I'm not sure. Obviously in the end it did work out for her and I think it will help her in the future because she does sort of have a relationship with Holly that's more hidden now because Holly put her up and she also has a little bit of loyalty. I would say with the six shooters but more so just with Mickey and Holly because the six shooters I believe are no more. So they pick players for the veto competition. Of course, it's the HOH, the two nominees, Tommy, Jessica, Sam gets house guest choice and chooses Cliff. So kind of a lackluster group of veto players, which proves to be a good thing for both Sam and Nick, gives them a little bit of a better chance, I think, at this competition. Uh, the best part of this episode was the fact that Jack had to wear a little Bo Peep costume. He looked so so weird, um, maybe one of the most disturbing things ever but like in the best way because I think he looked really creepy and that makes me laugh quite a bit because I'm not the biggest Jack fan and I enjoyed that he got a little bit of embarrassment out of this competition. So he was Little Bo Peep because it was a sheep competition and they had to herd their sheep into their pen, I mean you guys watched it you know what happened but basically the sheep had numbers on them. They had to collect the certain amount of sheep that added up to the number displayed and the matchups were one versus one randomly picked. I appreciated that it wasn't a competition where they had to choose, where they got to choose the matchups because I don't think the outcome would have been Nick winning if the people playing chose the matchups. I think they probably would have tried to get Nick out really, really fast. So, In the first round, it's Nick versus Jess. Nick wins. Holly versus Sam. Holly wins. Cliff versus Tommy. Tommy wins. This competition looked really, really hard. Um, I also don't appreciate that they keep using animals in the competition. I mean, it's 2019. Like, they know people are going to be upset that they're using animals a lot, especially because um, it didn't seem like the animals were being treated very nicely. Granted, they are sheep, so they're kind of used to being herded herded I don't know if that's a word um and chased around and stuff like that and maybe it was getting them a little bit of exercise but the way the house guests handled the sheep I don't think was very nice but they kind of had no choice due to the nature of the competition so I just think Big Brother needs to stay away from these animal competitions in the future so then it gets down to Nick versus Holly and they have to get 15 which is a lot I feel like I think you needed at least three sheep to get up to 15 and nick won again then nick had to play a third round which i thought okay this isn't going to be good for him because he's played more than anybody else and is already like super tired but it's nick versus tommy and they have to get to 21 and nick does win it although i heard rumors that on the live feeds um actually tommy was disqualified for tackling one of the sheep But they didn't show it in the episode so they either made him like redo it or something like that i don't know but basically he was disqualified because he tackled uh one of the sheep which again is another argument for why they probably shouldn't have these animal competitions also something else that made me laugh was the fact that tommy got all nasty during this competition trying to tackle these sheep and he couldn't even take a shower because he still was on his punishment I know a lot of people are really big tommy fans but i kind of find him super annoying i know he's in a really good place in the game right now although he i shouldn't say that he was in a really good place in the game so a lot of people were rooting for him and i said the same thing i said that i thought he was in a really good place but i'm not the biggest fan of tommy on a personal level so i kind of found a little bit of sick enjoyment in the fact that like he got all dirty and then couldn't even take a shower. Speaking of the punishment, I think it's pretty soon after this competition, Christy and Tommy get called back into the diary room and I was like, okay, well, their punishment must've ended, but nope. They got calamine lotion to heal the itching of their poison ivy. If you, Obviously you guys can't see me, but I'm doing like air quotes because obviously they didn't actually have poison ivy, but they got head to toe pink body paint that was supposed to resemble calamine lotion which i can imagine probably is very uncomfortable and having body paint put on after two days or three days however long it was of not being able to shower that probably was pretty gross also i want to give a shout out to my friend alexa right here because there was a segment this episode that really reminded me of her It was when Tommy and Christy came out of the diary room in their head-to-toe calamine lotion and Nicole immediately was like, oh my God, they look like flamingos and I hate birds. I'll insert a clip of Nicole here talking about how much she hates birds.
1: I think we look like flamingos. Y'all are cute. I have a fear of birds. So I don't like flamingos. I don't like any type of birds. It's the noise. It's the flapping of the wings. It's the talons. It's the beak. They. (laughs) <laughs> They're just like, I don't know. They have these pin legs, which I don't understand how they stand on. And I don't understand how they run. And I don't know how tall they are. Are they as tall as me? I don't know. I never encountered a flamingo. So, like, if they start pecking me, I think they travel in, like, flocks. So, like, what if, like, all of them? That's, yeah, very scary. Oh, no offense, flamingos.
0: But, yes, Chrissy and Tommy look like flamingos. The reason I want to give a shout out to my friend Alexa is because she also hates birds and is very afraid of them, much like Nicole is. She told me a story, she's told me quite a few stories of times when she's been walking in the city and has been scared half to death by birds flying in front of her and potentially has screamed on the city streets quite a few times. So Alexa, you and Nicole have that in common, girlfriend. So obviously because Nick won the power of veto, Sam feels like he needs to do everything in his power to try to stay this week which I totally agree I think it was probably the right thing for him to do he goes to Holly and tries desperately to get her to put Nicole up next to him because he thinks that's the only shot he has at staying in the house um I think he's probably right in that if she put Nicole up next to him he would have had a better chance of staying however he probably would have had an even better chance if holly decided to put up christy or somebody else in the six shooters alliance at this point i don't think that they were as sort of broken up as they are now but had she i mean hindsight is 2020 in that moment she probably should have put christy up on the block or maybe jack or somebody like that i mean at this point she definitely should have put up christy because christy still has that power and like we need to get rid of that already Holly makes the mistake of actually bringing that idea of putting Nicole up to Christy and Tommy, and they start spiraling. They think that Holly has some other plan up her sleeve, they think that she's working with Sam, they think that she and Mickey are onto something, and these rumors sort of start to get around because Christy and Tommy run their mouth to Annalise, and she, much like Bella, can't seem to keep her mouth shut. So she runs right back to Holly and Jackson and tells them what rumors are going around and Jackson gets really, really upset um, because he doesn't feel like it's right that he is getting looped into Holly's HOH even though they are in a showmance and most of the time when someone's in a showmance, it's the showmance's HOH and not just the individuals. So Jackson gets really mad and goes straight to Christy and Tommy to address it. Holly comes in and kind of takes over she tells Jackson basically not to talk so he leaves the room a little bit annoyed with her Um, but I think he probably should have brought her with him considering everything that they were saying was more so about her than it was about him so he needs to just mind his own business if he doesn't want to be looped in as a showmance and he, he doesn't want people to think that he's controlling her HOH then he needs to let her handle it on her own So at this point, Sis kind of gets thrown under the bus and when Holly addresses it to Christy and Tommy, they kind of just like talk it off. They say that like they never said that. They say that they don't know why Sis sis would say that to her and all these things. So Holly begins to think that Sis is running her mouth because she wants to cause problems. This is where I think Sis probably should have just kept her mouth shut um, or maybe brought it to Holly at a different time or maybe not when Jackson was sitting right there because it probably wouldn't have gotten back to Christy and Tommy. At this point, I think this is when the Alliance really started to see that there were cracks. Sis is starting to be untrustworthy of Christy and Tommy. Holly and Jackson are not trusting Christy. Now Holly is not trusting Sis. Sis is sort of in a showman's with Jack, so he's kind of tied in there as well. Um, basically, they're all just not trusting each other at this point. We know that Nick does use the veto on his himself and I was crossing my fingers that Holly was going to put up Sis or Christy, of course we know she didn't. Um, she chooses to put up Cat, which was all part of the plan and Cat kind of plays up the Oh, I've been blindsided by being put up the on the block thing because she's trying to cover up her relationship with Holly and she calls Holly a conspiring bitch, which I thought was really funny. A nice touch she said it and the way that she said it sounded very, very convincing as well, um, and Sam just goes, nice. you your throne awaits. Mm-hmm. Inspiring bitch. Nice. So at this point I think that everybody assumed that Sam's fate was sealed and that there was probably nothing that he could do to stay in the house having Kat sitting next to you at this point in the game is sort of just a death sentence when you're on the block. However, episode 17 opens and immediately Julie says a lot has happened in the last hour. So they basically have no idea what's going to happen. Production didn't even know what was going to happen. And because everything happened just in the last hour before the episode, CBS couldn't catch up. So basically, the episode, I think, had already been edited together for the most part, and everything happened in the hour leading up to the episode airing, so they kind of were scrambling to figure out exactly what to put in the episode. So like Julie mentioned, at the end of episode 17, after the eviction, I think a lot of stuff is going to be cleared up in Sunday's episode, although I do believe a lot of things have been leaked um, and people have seen stuff on feeds, so a lot of people already know what has happened, but if you're just watching the on-air episodes, I believe everything will be cleared up in Sunday's episode and explained. At the beginning of this episode, we see Sam campaigning to Sis. I've heard that they have a really close relationship in the house. Um, I'm wondering almost if Sis sees Sam as sort of a father figure, I mean Sam is not old enough I don't think to be her dad necessarily, but like just as sort of like a guiding figure and like somebody who can make her laugh. So she's a little bit upset that Sam may be leaving the house. So she is the first one that he kind of campaigns to. We also see Sis talking to Holly and saying that they are nervous about Christy, that she has loose lips and she feels like she can make the decisions for the group. This I definitely think is true, but I don't know how Holly went from not trusting sis to now trusting sis and not trusting Christy again. Um, I think she's just a little bit paranoid and probably should be more trustworthy of Annalise than she sh- should be of Christy. I love Christy, but like I'm starting to get kind of like I'm getting like, nervous.
1: She's making she's making me really nervous. Me too. And sometimes I feel like she gets in my head. Yeah. But she's just she's playing really hard. It just like sketches me out because she talks. She has really loose lips. Says so much to everyone. To everyone. And like making the executive decision to like make a deal with Cliff. Are we promising him immunity?
0: Definitely, she agreed with it. Okay, but is this Christy's world and we're all just living in? No. I mean, a little bit, but. a Little bit.
1: (sighs) Christy definitely feels like she needs to be in control of everything. I see it within six shooters. And she's wheeling and dealing all around the house. That's why I feel so frustrated now because, like, I want to be in control. I know. And And I'm like, it's my HOH. And I, within Six Shooters, like, I barely even get an opinion in Edgewise. Mm -hmm. And Christy makes all the decisions for everyone
0: without even consulting us. Mm -hmm. She gets me paranoid. Yeah. We also see Kat planting some seeds of doubt. Um, She wants to talk to Holly and kind of plant these seeds in Holly's head to break up that six-person alliance. Although, I personally think that she should have kept her mouth shut until after she knew she was safe. Just because when you're running your mouth and you're on the block, if that gets back to the person who you're running your mouth about, they probably are not gonna be willing to vote to keep you.
1: I've been working closely with Holly and it doesn't necessarily help my long-term game to keep her in tight with that six. So I need to drop whatever seeds of information I can to kind of get them gunning against each other sooner rather than later to keep myself safe in the long run. I may be a pawn, I'm actually a conspiring bitch. So top secret information. Don't tell anyone, don't tell Jackson, don't Kay. tell no nobody. Nope. nope. So Christy and Tommy last week were very adamant on they shoot they were like, we're not going to the final six with couples. Down the line, I don't plan on going to final six with them. I don't. My dream team would be like us four, even a cliff somewhere, maybe a Nicole. I am d- not going to final six with couples. So those are two that I think are already plotting.
0: Their she next specifically move. called out Christy and Tommy and said that she overheard that they don't wanna work with the couples, which obviously is a red flag to Holly because she is in a couple with Jackson. On the other side of things, Cliff is planting seeds with Christy to get on her and Tommy's good side. So we see Cliff kind of playing the Christy tommy side of the house, and we see Kat sort of playing the Holly Jackson side of the house. So depending on who wins the next HOH, I'm curious to know what happens there. Another person trying to break up the six-person alliance is Sam. He wants to blow up the six to try to keep himself safe as a last ditch effort. Um, He goes to Jackson and Christie with some information that he's been keeping to himself for a while. He tells Jackson that Christie wanted to vote out one of Jack or Jackson during Cliff's HOH.
1: If I'm gonna get the votes, I really need to blow up this alliance of six. I just may happen to have a little stick of dynamite. Last week when Cliff was HOH, I learned a little bit of info from Christie who was way too eager to throw Jack and Mickey's name under the bus. I am burn however he wants me to. Jack, Mickey, they are you talking my name. I'm not going to do that. I don't care, let's take the shot. So going back to One on One H-O-H. Went downstairs, ran into Christy, I said, yeah. I was like, um, I think he's talking about putting Jack and Mickey up. And she was like really? And, and she was like all right i was like cliff wants to know if he puts them up will you back him and she was like 100 percent. if he wants me to vote out whoever he wants i will do it i'll be like
0: his bitch. basically he says that he knows that cliff brought up to christy that he was going to put up jack or jackson and christy was all on board for it so jackson starts getting the idea in his head that he wants to keep sam in the house to take shots at christy because he doesn't want to be the one to do it. So it almost seemed like Sam was pretty successful at flipping the house at this point. Jackson, however, brings this information to Holly and Holly is really upset at herself because she doesn't want Cat to go and she wis- wishes she didn't listen to Christy, and she wishes that she put up Nicole. I mean, like I said again, hindsight's 2020, but I think that it's probably not a good idea to put up to put up two people you kind of like in the house. Um, because in the event that things change like they did here, one of those people is going to go and Sam could have been a great ally to Holly and Mickey at this point. Then we get to the live portion of the show. They showed that little flash mob that Tommy did, which was kind of irrelevant but kind of cute. I don't really have much to say about it except for, again, making yourself entertaining in the house is something that house guests appreciate. So. Even if you think it doesn't mean that much to people, they are bored as hell. They can't listen to music. They can't read anything. They can't write anything. So, if you can provide some sort of entertainment value, they're going to want to keep you there longer. So, I mean, I think it's a smart move on Tommy's part to keep everybody active and engaged and entertained. Then we get to the live eviction. Kat's speech was kind of heartbreaking and I think in this moment you could tell that she knew she made a mistake offering herself up as a pawn because she seemed very nervous about what the outcome would be and I don't think either nominee knew exactly what was going to happen. I mean, I think Sam assumed he was going home but I don't even think anyone really knew what was going to happen up until the vote. So in Kat's speech she kind of talks about confidence and that she wants to win by being nice and being honest and that's what her mom told her to do
1: um
0: something that you might not know about me
1: is on the outside of this house I'm very passionate about empowerment uh gender equality equal pay and just uh being a confident woman body positivity all that great stuff um sometimes in the big brother house you do have to you do have to kind of Save yourself and your big personality and the things that you believe in most because it benefits your game in the long run. And something that I've been struggling with this entire summer is I want my parents to know that the values that they instilled in me and the things that they taught me and all of the things that they taught me to be the confident, passionate, strong young woman that they raised me to be, I just hope that that is coming across to them. And I hope that they're proud of me. That means more to me than any way that any vote tonight could go. I love you all. I really sincerely have been playing a game that's honest, because my mom told me that you can be nice and win, and I really believe that. With that being said, I hope tonight's not my last night, but if it is, I understand it's game, it's not personal, and I love you all.
0: I felt like it was a really nice speech, it's different from the usual, like, hunky-dory shit we hear, but it didn't necessarily call out anyone's game, it was more about her, in a sense, so I kind of liked it. Sam's speech was a little bit lackluster. There were only two things that he really said during his speech that were interesting. The first being he was pretty sure he was going home. And the second, his classic send it that he says all the time, um, he said at the end of his speech, which I mean, if you're gonna go out, you might as well go out on what you're known for. And I'll
1: leave you on this final word. SEND
0: IT! So of course, at this point, we know it was a unanimous vote to evict Sam. But literally nobody knew what was going to happen even leading up to this eviction. So, I mean, we saw some things that happened throughout the um, sort of last two episodes um, that seemed to, have break- seemed to have started to break up the six-person alliance. I think we'll see more of that on Sunday's episode, but I'm very curious to know what else happened that we haven't seen yet because I think six shooters is no more. Immediately after Julie reveals that Sam is leaving the house, Cat breaks down in tears of joy that she didn't go home. So clearly this girl thought there was a good chance she could be backdoored and walking out that door. This is the part that sort of struck me the most. In Sam's exit interview with Julie, she asks him what will happen. She asks him for a prediction and he said that he thinks Jack and Jackson are going to go after each other. Which is crazy because we know from episode one, day one, these two have been bros. And now, because they are a part of the two major couples in the house, it seems like there are some issues. However, I think that Jack is more so having issues with Jackson because he's likely defending Christy. I know people have said he like kind of has a crush on Christy even though Christy doesn't like men. So um, that's kind of interesting but... I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I'm excited to see those two go at it if that's the case. Next thing I want to talk about is these this field trip that's voted on by America. doesn't affect this upcoming week. Affects, it affects the following week. So we have quite a while to vote. Initially, we were told that it may cost one person their game. However, what we didn't know is that we get to vote on three people that are go on this field are gonna go on this field trip. The field trip itself is a competition. The winner will get safety for the week, the second place gets a punishment, and the loser gets put up as a third nominee, which is crazy, especially because numbers are getting kind of low now. I think there's 10 people left in the house total. So, with numbers getting pretty small, everybody there now is gonna enter the jury, which is pretty crazy. This punishment or this third nominee is going to shake things up quite a bit. A lot of people have been talking about, okay, so how, how can the, the Big Brother community band together on these votes to make sure we get the people that we want? And in my mind, I'm thinking, because some people are saying, well, we need to vote for one person we like and two people we don't. However, even if we vote for one person we like and two people we don't, there's a two out of three chance that the person that we like is not going to win the competition. And so my thought process is this. If there are two punishments, the second place gets a punishment, but I'm assuming it's probably just like some kind of costume or something stupid like Christy and Tommy's uh, punishment. But the third place gets put up as a third nominee. Now, my thought process here is I think we should just vote for the people we don't like because, okay, yeah, maybe one of them will get safety, but that guarantees that the other two will get some sort of punishment and that also guarantees that the people we like, although they might not have a chance at that week of safety, they also don't have a chance of being put up as a third nominee. So I'm hopeful that people vote for the people that they do not like and just cross their fingers that their least liked person gets the third nomination and not the week of safety. Personally, I've been casting my 10 votes for Jack, I think I'm also gonna cast some votes for Christy. Those I think are gonna be the two that I focus on with my personal votes. I know a lot of people are also voting for Jackson. So if the three people on the field trip are Jack, Jackson, and Christy, I would be totally fine with that because that ensures that at least one of those three is getting put up as a third nominee and at least one of those three is getting that other punishment. So even if Jack, Jackson, or Christy get the safety for the week i'm fine with that as long as one of them gets that third nomination then we get a sneak peek into the hoh competition Um, we know that holly cannot compete because she was outgoing hoh and it is called camp expo there's advertisements for different camps and they have a set time to walk around and look at the tv screens and study the ads which switch up every few seconds They're asked a series of true or false questions about the ads, and people are eliminated if they answer the questions incorrectly. I do know that in her pre-season interviews, Christy was the only person I think that mentioned having a photographic memory. So if I had to make an educated guess on who might win it, I would say Christy. Um, Who do I want to win? I'd love to see Kat win it. Do I think she will? Probably not. I would also love to see Nicole win it at this point. I also wouldn't mind if Cliff or Jess won. Um, I would even enjoy a Nick HOH at this point. I kind of don't want anyone in six shooters to win, but if they do, I know that I'm pretty sure they're going to start taking shots at each other. So again, might not be the worst thing. I think if I had to choose... The people who I really don't want to win, I really don't want Jack or Jackson to win. um, And I really don't want Christie to win. So yeah, I think my number one right now for, for this competition is probably Nicole, but we will have to wait and see what happens. And I think that's about it. I'm very excited for Sunday's episode to get more clarification on exactly what is breaking up the six shooters. I know that there was some drama going on in the boat room, they were all screaming at each other and things like that. So I'm excited to find out exactly what all of the drama is about. And we will be able to discuss that on the next week's episode. Hopefully I will have a guest next week. So stay tuned for that. Again, if you want to talk to me about all things Big Brother, you can find me anywhere at It's Me, Bree. Lee. If you want to talk about Jackson falling in his own piss during the HOH competition, I'm your girl. Um, use the hashtag GoBrotherPodcast and we can chat. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.